to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of This Grit and Grace Life podcast. My name is Julie Graham, and you know, I just love that sitting here talking to you is actually my job. Oh, now, yeah, it is, isn't it? I feel like I want to tell you a little bit about my least favorite job because... Oh, wait, 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 wait. It's not any of the jobs you do for me. Either. No, no, I, w- I mean, I wouldn't share that with you. Actually, I probably would. But, <laughs> okay, good. Um, you know, since I've recently had a birthday and I'm reflecting on my so long life, I started working at 11, you know, as a babysitter, but my first real job was in the gym daycare of a local gym. And can I just say that I legitimately hated that job? I think a lot of the parents came in from the tanning salon next door and dropped off their tired, cranky kids and then went and did their workout and came in even grosser (laughs) to pick up their kids. And I just remember thinking, none of this is fun, but you know, I got to get paid. Yeah. And I bet at 13, your eyes were rolling and rolling and rolling. No 13 year old girl is nice. (laughs) No, not at all. And okay. What about you? And I'm actually. What's your favorite? My favorite job. Well, first, I'm Darlene Brock. And my favorite job was probably, I have like two. When I did music videos, being a video producer, I liked that a lot. I mean, that's a cool sentence. So I probably would want to say that too. Yeah. Or, you know, another one that is actually a cool sentence too is um, building a set and planning a show that was ready to go on tour. Those were fun. Those were fun. You sound pretty legit, Darlene Brock. There's something fun about sharing a story with a girlfriend, right? Yes, there is. We love to hear all kinds of stories from our listeners and those who read at the Grit and Grace Project. In fact, I thought it would be kind of fun to share about a recent message we got from one of our friends, one of our listeners of the show on our reviews, which P.S. We love when you rate and review and subscribe to the show. We do. I mean, it really makes our day. And so we just got a recent review from Neb688 and she said... Well, I mean, I think it's a she. You think it's a she? I think it's a she, Julie. We're we're going to assume that she. Okay. Okay. She said, if I had time to go to coffee with a friend, Uh which, P.S., the struggle is real. We get it. We do. We do. (laughs) Time is limited. We have coffee together over a podcast, so that's how we do it. (laughs) So if she had time to go to coffee with a friend, I would hope that our conversations would be like yours. Serious, funny, educational, and reassuring. Great gal pal type stuff when I listen during my breaks at work. Oh, I love that. That really, that kind of made my day, Right. Which, how perfect for this specific episode, because we're actually going to go into a conversation about women in the workplace and some things that you might be experiencing there. Yeah, because we want to talk today about women working, not just in the home, but outside the home, like jobs outside the home. Yeah, like those of us who have a J-O-B that we have to get up, put on leggings, go to the couch and do our work. Well, at least that's how I do my work. (laughs) Although today I'm in real clothes and I'm at your house, which counts as my workplace. It does. Yes, it does. You actually just said um, a stat that I was surprised to hear. And and then I confess to you that I need to hear numbers like this all the time because sometimes I get in my head that I'm the only working mom out there, even though I know it's a lie. Well, because your community of girls, a lot of them are stay-at-home moms in your world. So it surprises you the percentage of women who are in the workplace. In fact, in the labor market, there are more women than men. Well, that's what you said. You actually said 58.6% of the current workforce is female. 
Yeah. And I thought, all righty then. So I'm not alone. You're not. I can do this. I can keep doing this. And also, P.S., it's okay that I like doing this. Yeah. And do you know what of that 56 point what percent no, was 58. it? No, 58.6. Okay. Well, at least that's what you told me. Are you and changing I told it? you the truth. Are you changing I it? I told you to. No, but I could make up numbers along the way. <laughs> well, we yeah. are Baptist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but of the women in the workforce, you know, there are some jobs, there are some positions where there are a lot more men than women. Now, well, and vice versa, but yeah, yes. Yeah, there are. But these kind of intrigue me. You think of the normal ones. You think of maybe engineer. Or you think of, you know, computer Teachers, stuff. Maybe. Or as far as more men, you think oh. of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you were some that I didn't think of that were in the Bureau of Labor Statistics um, were just funny to me. Like, do you know there are more male farmers than women? Well, that actually doesn't surprise me because you do know that that was part of the curse. God actually said to Adam when he chose to eat the fruit, we won't go into all of those specifics, but he said, cursed you will be, you will now work the fields. And so it makes sense to me that there are more men farming these days. So if you're a woman, you need to own the farm and hire a bunch of men to go work the fields. I got it. Is that what the Proverbs 31 woman did? (laughs) She planted the field or she bought the field? Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. It is. More farmers. Yeah. That one actually doesn't surprise me, Mm -hmm. Um, but... Yeah, that ma- that makes sense to me. What else? Oh, the the next one I think might surprise you. Do you know that there are more men chefs than women? I mean, we cook all the time. Do well. Actually, I don't. But you, you could literally before you guys before we started recording this episode, Darlene actually went. Oh, the dryer's running because her husband had just turned on the dryer, and I'm like, "Oh, you poor thing! Like your that. husband had just switched the laundry over for you, and it's messing with your work." This woman lives a different life, friends. Um, but yes, there are more male chefs apparently. I gotta find one of them, Dar. I'm, yeah, I, that I would be a good deal that. for me. That would be a good deal. Yeah, there are though that so you know. I guess that kind of makes sense when you think of the chefs that you've seen in restaurants and things like that. But you're right. When I see them, I often think, really, how did you get into that? Because it seems like cooking is a female thing. Yeah. Yep. Not so. Nope. Um, This was an interesting one because I, one of my favorite detectives is Olivia Benson. Ah. Do you know who she is? Mm -hmm. Okay. I wonder how many of our um, friends, she's, she's on Law and Order SVU and she has been rocking that show for a long time. In fact, last season I thought to myself, how many more seasons do you have? In you, yeah, live. I you know, know because I've been Where watching it for Probably a long 15, time. Seven, and at the, least, yeah, at least. Yeah. I, I kind of feel like they might be phasing her out, but anyways, in real life, IRL, <laughs> there are less female detectives. I that seems bizarre to me. I mean, maybe I don't know because we sure are curious people. We mm. sure do want to find out information. Our gender can discover things pretty easily. Yeah, so. we don't stop until we get to the truth. No, we don't. So you'd think we'd be detectives, but apparently not. Yep. Apparently really? that's more of a guy's thing. Yeah. And this last one that you put in, I definitely laughed out loud that you even put it on the list. I thought it was hysterical. Bell hops. There are more male bellhops than there are females. I mean, I think I've only had one in all my travels, maybe one or two female bellhops. I just think it's adorable that you even added it to the list because I'm thinking that you're probably able to right now mentally go through your many travels and think of the different bellhops and probably (laughs) could name several of them and tell me about their families. Um, But to me, it's hilarious that you even included it, but you had a good point. 
we ladies, we're always carrying 15,000 bags at a time. Why are we not bellhops? Yeah, of somebody else's luggage, whether it's your (laughs) child or, you know, yeah, you're constantly carrying somebody else's stuff. So it seems like a natural job for a woman. I mean, that is literally the way that I work my arms is by carrying all of the things all of the times. And so, yeah, I I should also put that in, you know, the back of my mind if I ever have an, an issue and I need to pick up some more work. I could go be a bellhop. You could. There you go. Julie, it's not just the uh, jobs that we may not be real active in, but it's kind of how we approach the job market in general. Fairy God Boss, which is a website for working women, um, did a survey recently on how women approach the workplace that's different than men. Well, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I haven't really thought about that before, but the truth is, is we ladies, we approach a lot of things differently than men. Our brains work differently. Our priorities tend to be different. Just the way we see life is different. So it makes sense now that you mention it, that the way we would approach the workforce would be different. What are some of the things that they noticed about us? Well, it starts at the very beginning when we're looking for a job because men, they look for jobs on job boards. We look for jobs in social media. Oh, so you're saying like a guy who needs to find a job, he's going to go to Career Builder or Indeed.com or Monster or something. Mm -hmm. And if a woman needs a job, she's going to ask a friend or post it on her Facebook status? Yeah, and ask somebody if they know somebody who knows somebody who has a job. I mean, that makes sense. We ladies, we tend to be a little more relationally driven. So we're going to go to our relationships to network and guys are going to go to the more traditional way of looking for a job. Yeah, and they also go to LinkedIn. You know LinkedIn, where I know that it's a thing. Can, yeah. can you? Are you surprised to know that it's the <laughs> no. the one social media that oh, I have I a profile it. on I that I don't to, use? Yeah, I get to teach Julie. This is a Dar <laughs> teaches Julie moment. Yeah, LinkedIn is very much a connecting, professional, networking platform. Okay, so you put your your abilities, your history, all of that kind of thing, and other stuff, and it's where a lot of companies look for candidates these days. I mean, I have an account. Let's be real. Okay. I just had the last time I updated, I was like, oh my goodness, that is super duper old. And nah, I don't care. And I went back to Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so how do women do? Men do LinkedIn. And women use their real family and friends. Yeah. They yeah. actually want to use their mouths and talk. <laughs> and men want to get away from the women in their life and sit quietly at their desk and type into a computer. And it just feels more tactile. I think that's probably one of the big differences. Women want so. to connect with people and men want to get the job done, and literally get the job. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And then the other side, why we leave jobs. Fairy God Mm. Boss did this in the same survey. Why do women leave jobs? Well, Mm. we leave them for different reasons than men. It's much more personal, Julie. So they said women tend to leave because of personal um, life changes, which we've talked a lot about. One of the things that is a challenge for women, but also really unique and sometimes can be great opportunity for women is that we naturally have a lot more different seasons of life. And so a lot of times our life changes or our life seasons will initiate a need for a change in our work life. Um, But we also tend to leave over conflict or issues with people that we're working with. Yeah. Has that ever happened to you? Um, well, no, because I own the company, so I couldn't fire <laughs> you me. You couldn't or leave, leave me. You had to fire them. <laughs> oh, I couldn't no. leave me. Um, yeah, we tend to leave jobs behind because we don't get along with the people we work with or we work for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, men, on the other hand, their primary reason for leaving is because they're not making enough money or they want a promotion. Now, that's not to say women don't want to make more money or get a promotion, but we tend to care, at least according to this research, more about our relationships than we do 
our bank account. Well, and that's also not to say that a woman has never left a job because she wanted to get more money or that a man has never left a, a job because he was not getting along with the people that he worked with. We're just saying kind of down the line, the reasons that kind of motivate changes in the workplace just tend to be different for men and women. As you were saying that, I was thinking of um, my husband had his own business, loved to work um, a little too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and for years and years and years, he would complain about some of his clients And I would complain and complain back to him about how much I hated him complaining about this. (laughs) (laughs) So you could imagine how those conversations went. Um, And I finally got to a place where I realized the relational turmoil that he's experiencing does not matter more to him than continuing this business. It's true. So where to me, I'm like, I would not put up with Mm -hmm. this chaos every day. I would go somewhere else. I would do something else. But for him, he wanted the longevity of offering services to a client, even though they drove him crazy. Yeah. No, he was making the money for his family, so he was willing to put up with the nonsense. Some of the differences between men and women. This actually made me think of a recent article we have at the Grit and Grace Project. If you might be in a situation where you're having some conflict in the workplace, um, one article, I'll put it in the show notes so you can link right to it, that would be helpful to read. is called How to Handle Workplace Criticism with Grit and Grace. Ooh. Good one. Because we're going to have it. And we probably don't want to have to just leave our job every time it happens. Nope. (laughs) So we'll be sure to link to that. Anything else that they mention on Very God Boss or even that that comes to mind now as you're thinking about the differences in the way we approach the workforce between men and women? Maybe even something you can think back to the way you and Dan even ran the business. Well, I I think, and this came from Very God Boss, and I think that all women deal with this on a regular basis is... The work-life balance. We care about the work-life balance, but achieving it is a whole nother issue. Oh, yeah. It's easy to care about it. It's way harder to do something about it. Yeah. So let's unpack that uh, a little bit here, Julie. So, but you're saying they they actually found it to be true that this is a priority more to women than it is to men? Mm-hmm. It is. Hmm. Sometimes even just being able to say, well, I'm not the only woman who's ever felt like it mattered more to me than my husband. (laughs) That right there makes me feel a little less crazy. I always love when you make me feel a little less crazy. So thanks for that, Dart. (laughs) Glad to help. Glad to help. (laughs) So if we're first putting it out there that, yes, this is something that maybe matters a little more to women, but that doesn't mean we've got it figured out and all the women say amen, um, what's something that we can do to kind of bring a little more balance in this area? I think the beginning is to realize that your work is not your life. Mm. It is a means to fulfill part of your life. So you can't make it the central focus. And I know for me, because we owned our own businesses and, you know, I was in charge of a lot of other humans and what I did affected their lives, not just my children, (laughs) that sometimes it took over. But it should never have been the priority for me. It should have been just part of my life. Mm, Totally. Yeah, and so we're saying um, maybe ladies kind of can feel that tension a little bit more or um, wrestle with that tension a little bit more than the guys in their life. But that doesn't mean we all don't need to put some things into place in order to fight that, um, that struggle. Yep. So you actually made a really good point um, that we need to create goals and plan ahead for how we want our life to go. Now, this is something that I'm currently doing um, as I have employed our friend, Dr. Zoe, to literally just help me get my life together. Um, She, (laughs) a couple weeks ago, we were just talking about that it's time for me to just kind of re-dream about what what I want for my life because my life was going down one path. And then everything changed. Um, 
you may or may not know that my husband passed away unexpectedly. And so now I'm, I'm totally doing a different life now. And it was really smart of her to say, you need to sit down and really think about where do you want to see yourself a year from now, two, five, 10 years from now. And honestly, I had no idea how to answer those questions, but it was really stretching and really helpful for me to, to be challenged to make a plan. Well, and I think what you mentioned earlier is for women, our life will change whether it is something like you dealt with where it was so unexpected and it was a drastic change. Our life will change. We will have children. Maybe we won't have children. Our children will grow up. We will be married. We might be divorced. We will have changes in life. So some of those you can plan for, some you can't. But I think when you preempt a little bit and think, I have a toddler or I have a baby or I'm going to have one in elementary school and inevitably there could be teenagers. So how does my work work around those different phases of life? Think ahead a little bit because it's going to come. Don't get blindsided. Do a little bit of planning. This quote from Stephen Covey that you included on the show notes is actually really helpful to be reminded of. Um, It's on prioritizing, which let's be real. We all could focus on prioritizing probably once a week and it would help us. (laughs) But Stephen Covey says, the key is not to prioritize what's on your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. Oh, wow. Talk about flip-flopping and making it work for you instead of against you. I know you do reminders on your phone, right? I do a lot of reminders. And you text yourself. I do text myself. Yeah, you do. And I do too. I do too. But That's not supposed to be um, the action. It's supposed to be the reaction to what we've already set with our priorities, right? Yeah, and I know that most of my life is spent like chasing my schedule instead of prioritizing my life and then filling my schedule around that. It's definitely an area I could prove and I could improve in. All right, so that takes step away time, make your priorities, and then schedule them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah, you definitely need to figure out what your priorities are before you fill up your schedule. Because if you don't, all of a sudden your schedule is full and there's no room for the things that actually matter to you or that you say matter to you. (laughs) Yeah, yes, exactly. So after you prioritize, you realize you have a whole lot of stuff in your life that probably shouldn't be there. So what do you do next? You let it go? You get rid of it? You well, say I no. hear that you have to learn how to say no when you've got too much going on. Oh. Does that sound right? I mean, and, you're slightly older uh, yes. and a little bit more wise. Is that how I'm supposed to handle this? I love that. Slightly older. <laughs> Just a she little is bit. such a good you're 50. friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd go backwards. Let's go 45. Let's, I vote 45. No, I vote. Okay. Ugh. Never mind. Um, yeah, you have to let go of things. And you realize, again, I am a little bit older than you. And in hindsight, mm. the things I let go of, I don't miss that I let go of them. Um, The ones that I would regret are the incredible memories and opportunities I had when my girls were different ages that I didn't let go of, Mm -hmm. that I made work or a career opportunity or one of my band's opportunity that I went for full on because it was the right one at the right time. Mm -hmm. But to do those things, you have to let go of some other things. Yeah. And we hear this all the time, and we think, that is so good for Darlene Brock. She should definitely say no to those things. And you know what? I bet she does. Oh, yeah. But to bring it right down to, you know, Jane Smith, who needs to learn to say no, it can be overwhelming to think about how do I actually say no without sounding like a total 
be um, without <laughs> losing all of my friendships yes. or losing all future opportunities. And um, we actually had a recent article on the website that I think really did a great job of unpacking this. I'll link to it in the show notes, but it was called Tired, uh, Yes, <laughs> Overwhelmed, for yes. Guilt-Free Reasons to Say No. And yeah. as I read those, I literally was like, Yes, 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 and yes. Yeah. I didn't know you could say yes so much to an article about saying no, <laughs> but you can, and we'll link to it in the show notes because yeah. this is an area where we all struggle, but we can all grow as well. Yep. Next one is establishing work boundaries. Hmm. You have a job I, to yeah. fulfill. You do. You have a workplace. You've made a commitment. You're being paid for what work you perform. But there's a point where the work does not own the entire your entire life. Mm-hmm. Where is that point? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You work for she me, Julie. I, have I know. I'm like, this kid's <laughs> awkward. She awkwardly sips her coffee. No, I, I want you and everyone who works for me to say these are off limits. Mm-hmm. If they're days, if they're hours, they're, they're precious time. And technology has made that even more mm-hmm. difficult to where it's easy to get a text or a message or an email or whatever Smoke format. signal, whatever. Yeah, you're going to hear something from someone who wants you to do something else. Um, and you need to go to your the people you work with and the people you work for and say, I am creating some time for my family, yeah. for my other priorities, for my life. And this is sacred time. So if you want to reach me, just know I'm not going to have my phone turned on right then. Yeah. Um, but I'll have it turned on later. Yeah, this is definitely something that I know I can struggle with. You'll get messages from me saying, all right, I'm logging off, and then I'll answer again five minutes later. (laughs) And it's like, well, that was confusing. Um, I just can't help myself. So this is definitely something we're not coming to you saying we've got it fully figured out. But I think sometimes we just got to give each other permission to remind ourselves that this is okay, and this is right, and this is good and healthy. And it doesn't mean you're not going to get your work done. Nope. All right. Along those same lines, sometimes we need to ask for help and we don't want to because we want to be that strong woman who's doing it all, but we need help. We do need help. And that's on every front. That's at home. That's at the workplace. We need help. Sometimes we're learning something new at a job that we don't really know how to do. So instead of struggling through and spending hours and hours spinning your wheels, go find someone who can help you, who can share that particular project with you or help you learn what you're doing. And, and the reverse of that is sometimes you need to just be willing to help somebody else because you remember that you were helped yes. <laughs> when you were new or when you were younger or when you didn't know how to do that thing that now you're awesome at. And so you can pass some of your wisdom on without being worried that you're just creating competition. Yeah. And the year, and I know, I think I wrote an article about this, the year that my- you bring it up an article. Well, because it was a momentous occasion in my husband in my life where he looked at me and literally said, <laughs> we need a wife. I remember and this, I yes. Went, well, honey, what are you saying here? <laughs> but it was not, it had nothing to do with having he, he multiple women for... in his harem. It had to do with, <laughs> you know, it had to do with the duties at home were not getting taken care of. And he wasn't asking me to step away from my work. He was saying, let's hire somebody. You need somebody to help you with the laundry. You need somebody to help you clean the house. You need somebody to help you cook meals. And he was right. We did. And so, you know, I started 
looking for uh, someone to help me and it it worked out great. But I, I will link to that one. It's literally called We Need a Wife, a Working Woman's Challenge. <laughs> I did enjoy that one. That was one of your earlier ones too. Yeah, so that's it was. fun. That's a fun little throwback. Yeah. It was. <laughs> yeah. And I think as much as we need to bring in help and we also need to give out help and we need these boundaries from our technology and from our work time, we also have to prioritize in time to do something that's just for you. Something that you enjoy that has nothing to do with work or your other people. Well, I guess you can you can incorporate your people in this, but it has to be something that you really are doing just for yourself. You know, I was so bad about that, Julie. I considered five hours of sleep at night doing something for myself. Um, you know, but it is so true. I don't know how many times I got completely depleted and had nothing more to give because I didn't take the time to just take care of me. Yeah. And we ladies, we can either, it's it's like we can fall on one side or the other where we take so much time that we then don't actually reach our dreams and we don't actually take the steps we know we should be taking or that we want to take because we're scared. And so we just say, well, I'm just going to stay here and enjoy these roses that smell so good. Or I'm running, 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 and there's no time to slow down because this opportunity won't wait and I'll never have this chance again. Um, but just choosing to slow down once in a while and really enjoy the moment where we are, the place where we are, the, the, the job that we currently have and rest and relax a little bit more. You know, Julie, we recently had an article by Katie Sue Cosgrove that I thought was really, really strong. She is an attorney, um, had a great career, and walked away from a job that was her dream job. And I think sometimes as women, we find that we think we're in the perfect place, but we're not. So Mm -hmm. we need to make a change. And I would encourage you to read that article and be inspired to do exactly that. If yeah, you find I'll be sure to there. link to that in the show notes. And you definitely got me thinking about articles that could be an encouragement or maybe maybe you're listening to this episode and you find yourself saying, okay, 58.6% of the workforce is female. It's time for me to get back in there, but I'm not even sure what I want to do. I need, like you said, I need to be inspired. I need to figure out what I want to do, how I could you know, get back out there. I think you'd be really um, smart to go read Jenny Catrone's Five Simple Ways to Be a Dreamer and a Doer. Oh, great advice in that one. Basically, we love everything from Jenny. We She's do. actually been on the show as well. We'll link to the show that she joined us on um, for Six Ways to Be a Strong Woman. But we'll also link to her article because, again, regardless of whether you're already in a job that you are either happy with or want to grow in, I think that one will definitely help you take it up a notch. Yep. Somebody's listening to this, though, and they're scared to death to even consider going back to work, and they need help with an interview. We definitely have a few pieces about that one. One that's kind of recent um, by our friend Megan Dawson is six insider tips to help you ace the interview and get the offer. Yeah, and her advice was so practical and so real. I think you just absolutely have to read that one. Well, and you, as somebody who has been a frequent interviewer, you if you put your seal on it, we know it's a good one. And last but not least, I started the episode admitting that sometimes I still struggle with guilt or shame or um, comparing myself to other moms who aren't working. I am always encouraged when I come across five quotes that will encourage working super moms because I just need to be reminded that I'm not the only one who's working and doing the mom thing. Nope. There's a lot of us out there. All right. So we're going to bring this episode to a close because you've got a lot of articles to read and a job to do, right? (laughs) (laughs) So as you're sipping on that third cup of coffee today, think about this quote. The author is unknown. Don't get so busy making a living that you forget to make a life. Make that a grit and grace life. There you go. 
Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project. Take a few minutes and head over to iTunes to rate and review the show so more people can find us and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an upcoming episode. If you can think of a friend who could benefit from this episode or the show in general, please be sure to share us with her. And for all the details on today's episode, find the show notes by heading to thegritandgraceproject.org. You can follow us on social so you miss nothing that we're sharing throughout the week on all things living a grit and grace life. We'll catch you on the next one.